I'm really sore today. And you might ask, what does that have to do with the gospel? And so I'll tell you. <laughs> it had, my best friend, um, Bobby, we've been best friends for 25 years. And he recently moved to, to Portland from, from Manhattan. Um, and he and I used to lift weights together when we were younger. And now we've, we do that still <laughs> together. And so we just get, you know, working out together. We did legs yesterday. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I hope I don't fall over when I genuflect today. And, but what I really was thinking about when I read the gospel and everything was just the, I guess when you look at a long friendship that you've had with somebody, you see something that's so important there to have lasted that long. There, there's kind of a requirement of a certain amount of generosity and reciprocity that, that's a recipe for success in, in any relationship, really. And one of the things that's amazing, we hear the, the Song of Songs in the first reading today, is that you need a lover and a beloved. And that's the whole nature of God himself is a trinitarian god that before remember we have to realize that even though we wait for jesus's coming in the flesh the son exists eternally with the father before he enters into time that's what makes the trinity go round that's what makes it work is that there's this eternal love from father to son and son to father and that love that goes back and forth what we often refer to that is the holy spirit and so it's this constant reciprocity of that relationship of loving and being loved that goes back and forth hey you know sometimes on earth it doesn't go super well <laughs> you know there's times where we we withhold our love from somebody else or we withhold our generosity to somebody else but it really does always go back to the way that god loves us is how we start to course correct. That's our source for our course correction, really. That, and that's the whole nature of the confessional. When you go into the confession, most of what I hear, most of what I hear without, without any specifics, most of what I hear is a failure to love the people that they actually love the most. Most of the time, that's what really people are saying. And, and it's just, it's a, it's a very strange, perspective to be called to, uh, to be in that spot right there in that gap between, between God and, and his people, and even people and their own loved ones. And, it, and it's so amazing because sometimes it'll just be occurring to me, you know, have you, have you told the other person that you're talking about right now what you're telling me <laughs> a lot of the times is I have that, that feeling? Because I hear the greatest expressions of love in confession. I mean, after all, isn't that a great, a great expression of love? To show up to God and say, these people that I love the most, I failed to live up to that. That's most of the time what we do in confession. And that in and of itself is a great expression of love. And it's amazing when Mary goes to greet, you know, one of, her, one of her own family. You know, in that greeting, again, you know, where people commune with one another, and 
the two children, you know, for John the Baptist, uh, St. Ambrose said in the Office of Readings today, he talks about that Mary heard the words, or, or Elizabeth hears the words of Mary, but John responds to the grace in her womb. And, and just, that, just that recognition of his call within the womb is an amazing thing. And I've always been, you know, to, to me, you know, the idea, the psalm, you know, that God knits us together in our mother's womb is an unbelievable thing that, he, that he, these, he has something to do with it from before the very beginning of us all. And then we come on this earth and then we sort of are knit together with one another uh, by, by meeting each other in unusual and strange ways and crossing paths in unusual and strange ways. But it's really the way that we love each other always goes back to the way that God loves us. And remember, that's how Jesus describes to his people is the fulfillment of all the law, to love God above all things and then to love your neighbor as yourself. And so it's amazing, this relation, relationality that goes back and forth, that always goes back to God. Uh, and, and when it doesn't, um, it's just based on kind of a, a sandy foundation in the first place. And so, you know, as I walk around, you know, with sore legs and, you know, shaky genuflections today, I'm reminded of, of friendship. You know, I'm reminded of, um, of what it looks like when you have a good friendship, when you're able to give back to one another over, over years. That, you know, even in times where you don't always get along, if you always return to God and return to the same way that he seeks to love that, that he does love us, if we can love even close to that, then we can usually overcome any issue or any difficulty or any problem that we have in an earthly relationship. But, but it always has to have God in the way that he loves in the Trinity as its source. Um, in fact, that's basically what I wrote my, my thesis about for my license, was that really a true friendship is when God is at the center of it. Uh, otherwise, it's just kind of like somebody we do stuff with. Um, but, but if God's not at the center, if Christ is not at the center of that, it's usually like, oh, well, like, he's just my golfing buddy or my fishing buddy or something like that. But if Christ is at the center and you go do those things together, it can become more. It, it really can be. Your, your, your generosity is magnified um, in, in a huge, huge way. So as we go and get just ever closer to Christmas here, we just remember that the gift we've been given is really a gift of how to love in the first place by being first loved by God himself. God bless you all today.